Hello, and welcome to the Space Coast Pet Podcast, the podcast for pets and the people who love them. Now, here's your host, veterinarian Dr. Roger Welton. Hello, pet lovers, and welcome to the Space Coast Pet Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Roger Welton, aka Dr. Roger, coming to you from the not-so-sunny Florida Space Coast. Um, I'm actually literally broadcasting to you in the middle of a hurricane. It's it, it my 8 a.m. broadcast time, and I'm literally looking out the window, and I'm in the middle of Hurricane Ian. I'm on the uh, east-central coast, and... Uh, it tracked directly from its landfall straight up diagonally to us. And so thankfully I still have power and I am able to broadcast to you. And what a more appropriate message could I have in the middle of this than to talk about emergency natural disaster preparedness for your pets. I actually spent yesterday morning dealing with a lot of quote-unquote emergency annuals. I'll get into that in just a moment, but just so everybody knows, uh, I am marked safe right now. Hopefully, I'll get through this broadcast and the power won't cut out. Uh, all is well, and I, I really, my my thoughts and prayers really go out to the coast to the west and slightly south where it made landfall as a category four. It, it can't be anything short of devastating. So at some point, I'm sure you don't have power right now, but if you're a listener out there, thoughts and prayers are with you, and I hope you, your family, and your pets are all fine. So yesterday, I had my regularly scheduled appointments. The outer bands of the storm were starting to come in, and so I had a couple employees not comfortable coming to work and and thinking about the commute home and you know, I understand that I can't force people to come, but uh, I, I booked so far out that, you know, things were not really like they are right now. And, uh, you know, there, it was, it was going to build throughout the day, but we all determined, my leadership team and I, that we could get through the day and, and see through to the procedures and, and the visits that have been waiting to be seen for, for a while in the queue, while also seeing two emergencies and you know, all the workings that, you know, what, what is our alternative come tomorrow when the storm is in full force, as it is right now, and nobody's open. Even emergency clinics sometimes are forced to close, so we have to accommodate all that. So let's talk about what people just kind of caught with their pants down with regard to their pets. I, I, I can't believe how many emergency annuals I saw. So let's talk about an annual. So what's an annual visit? Annual visits, you come in, you get your examination, you get your heartworm testing, you get your um, uh, stool analysis, and you update the immunizations. All of these things are necessary to board your dog or cat, and they're also necessary in, in many cases if you're going to end up you know, traveling somewhere with your pet to go to a hotel. At the very least, they want very often want proof of rabies vaccination. So these things are very, very important. And here are all these all of these people are calling, having to be seen on an urgent care basis for an annual because they weren't prepared. It's like, look, uh, it's no secret like a week ago that this thing could hit us. It the 
the, the models were quite accurate. And here you are the day before it's supposed to hit us scrambling. It's like you didn't believe the forecast. I get that, but you have an inkling. Prepare. And how about let's do this. Let's prepare way ahead of time before there's even something in the news about it. Um, so that's number one. You know, keep your pet up to date. Don't let those yearly visits lapse because they're going to be essential if you have to you know, flee, evacuate, whatever. And I'm not talking just hurricanes. Name your natural disaster, whatever it is. You got to leave in a pinch and you got to board your pet or you got to take them with you. And maybe you take them with you and you find out that you you can't keep them in a certain lodging facility and you got to find a local boarding wherever the heck you evacuated to. I mean, there's there's so many scenarios where it's just so important to keep your pet up to date. So just do that. It's not difficult. You get, you know, we, we send out reminders. We, we have three tiers of reminders. We send first an email. And then after that, there is a text. And then after that, we're still kicking it old school and sending you a postcard. And that's all going to happen well before two weeks of when your pet is due. The first reminder with the email goes out four weeks, right? And then the text is three weeks and the postcard arrives two weeks. So we give you ample time to get that reminder, digest it. Don't let them lapse. Rule number one. Don't let them lapse. There were people we literally just couldn't get in today and said, you know what? We have two doctors on staff. They're both triple booked with sick appointments and emergency annuals, and we just don't have the capacity to do this. We're short-staffed because people didn't show up to work because they were worried, and we're closing at this time because we expected to be open until 5 well, things started to ramp up a little sooner than we had expected, so we had to call it a little bit sooner. So I felt for these folks, but, you know, it's not my fault you let your reminders lapse from, like, three months ago. You know, we do the best we can to accommodate you. We all sometimes lapse in our reminders from our dentist or whatever. I get that, but, you know, you, you had ample time. You had the whole week leading up to this where there was, like, little else on the news here in Florida than Hurricane Ian. And what it was doing. So that's number one. Keep them up to date. So number two, have a record of it. So I, I think that w- one of the things that people fail to do is always have a hard copy of the most updated visits for your pet, including proof that parasite screening is negative and immunizations are up to date because yeah, you did it, but if you don't have proof of it, people are wherever you need to go, whether it's a boarding facility or a hotel or whatever, they're going to want to see proof of it. So always have your pet's medical record handy and easy to grab and take with your pet wherever you go. And I have a lot of really savvy clients, I think in part because we deal with the reality of hurricanes every hurricane season. And they literally request the most recent, a copy, the medical notes of the most recent visit to be emailed to them. Many people do this after the visit. So um, many of, you know, it's kind of old school, you know, in, in many ways to have, to have paper. 
Um, but yeah, of course, we have a lot of retirees that aren't necessarily accustomed to keeping electronic records. But yeah, these things, our uh, our younger clientele, like our millennials and Generation X, you know, they're they're actually just keeping electronic records um, where they have an electronic file. It's up in a cloud somewhere. You know, where they they have proof they could pull it right up on their smartphone or their iPad or whatever. So I'm more of a fan of you know, paper it can get wet, it can get damaged, it can get eaten by the dog, you know, who knows? So what I do is I actually just keep it <clears throat> for my own dogs an electronic file. I have it uh, in my in my uh, Google Drive. I have it also locally saved in my email. And so there's there's many layers of uh, being able to protect th- that information. And, and it's so easy to you just get it. You just get an email to you and you just upload it into your Google Drive or whatever platform it is that you use. And uh, life is good. You got that at your disposal no matter where you are. However, paper is not necessarily a bad idea because, you know, have that extra layer and, you know, some uh, of, of documentation where, you know, you put it in something that's going to be water resistant or waterproof. You know, sometimes cell towers go down in circumstances like this and people, you know, we lose power. The, the 5G network may not be available. And you can't necessarily pull that up. Um, so it's good to have, you know, more than one layer. So I'm not making fun of people with paper. I think it's still a good idea. How about, you know, doing both, you know, have those records with you. The other reason you want to have good records is because let's say, you know, something happens to your pet. So you are, you've evacuated someplace and things are chaotic and let's say your dog gets away from you and, you know, gets clipped by a car well, now you got to find a local emergency clinic to go to, and you know you hope to God somebody's open. But it is good to have that information as to um, your your pet's medical record. What medications are they on? What chronic conditions do they have? Um, what is, what is their signalment? All of these things are really important. You want to have that medical record. A lot of emergency clinics want assurances that at least rabies is up to date. You know, so. For, for reasons where the pet could get sick or injured, you want to have that medical record uh, with you uh, for that reason as well. So many pets have chronic conditions where, you know, they're on maintenance medications. So you want to always make sure that it, if you have a predictable event, certainly like this this hurricane I'm in the middle of right now, Get all your refills. So there's seizure patients that need to stay on an anticonvulsant. There's patients that live with you know crippling osteoarthritis. They need to be on those anti-inflammatories. I can go through a myriad of conditions where that pet doesn't get that medication during the time you're evacuated. Things could get really bad for that pet. I just named just a few examples. So get those refills up front. Certain circumstances like, you know, tornadoes, you may not get advanced warning. Earthquakes, you might not get advanced warning. Um, don't let yourself, in those circumstances, you know, I, I understand that you don't have the opportunity to know well ahead of time that you need refills, but don't let you find yourself in a position where you need to, uh, you know, you're so low on medication. So just always, just, don't, I, I tell this to my uh, clients anyway, natural disasters aside because emergencies happen that aren't nationally necessarily natural disasters um don't don't let your supply dwindle down to like the last two pills and then you know suddenly now 
you want a refill, but you can't even pick it up. You'll call to get the 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 the, the refill approved and get it filled, but oh my god, this emergency happened. This went on to go to the emergency room, or this happened to work. I had to fly out and tamp out this emergency, and so now now you're out of meds. You got to leave town. It's like a, a scenario where you know just don't let those supplies dwindle to the extent that you're so low in case something happens in a pinch. But certainly when you have, you know, Hurricane I incoming, get those refills, all right? Make sure make sure that that, that you have am, ample meds. In the case of insulin, uh, make sure that you have uh, an ability to keep that insulin cold. Insulin, within 15 minutes, if it's not kept chilled, not all insulins, but most of them, uh, the protein is a very delicate protein and will denature and will become virtually useless. So any diabetics out there that are insulin dependent have a cooler available where you can uh, put ice packs in there and keep it cold until you have the opportunity to get to uh, refrigeration, hopefully, wherever you may be evacuating to. But you know that's a big one, insulin. Your pet goes without insulin. They can be in a lot of danger very, very, very quickly. And then the last thing I'm going to leave you with is identification. So, you know, the simplest form of that is going to be an ID collar with your information on it. So, you know, this is the basic stuff, your the pet's name, uh, your name, your contact information. You know, these, this day and age, not just a phone number, but how about, you know, email address, um, However much you can squeeze onto that ID collar, when, when um, or the, the or I'm sorry, ID tag. What I have for my dog is I have like uh, they they make these collars with this like sort of brass kind of plaque on them, and you can fit a lot of information on those. And it's not uncomfortable for the dog because it's contoured to the collar. It and um, you can it's on the outside of the collar, and you know all you can fit so much information on there. Which is which is awesome. You can even put you know chronic health conditions. It, it's amazing uh, what you can fit on those. So you can actually find those on Amazon. But I will say, and in my opinion is every pet should have this. But uh, microchip. So microchips are inserted via injection in the subcutaneous space between the scapulae, so between the shoulder blades. They're really easily administered and. There is an electronic record attached to that microchip. So if that pet gets lost in the process of the chaos of evacuation or just gets away from you, cats especially, boy, they spook. They're out of their element and they get terrified and take off. Well, your best shot to see your kitty cat again and, and, and certainly dogs is if they're chipped and they are recovered by um, – Either they end up, you know, a good Samaritan that takes them to a veterinary clinic or drops them at a shelter. The first thing that we do, and even even many law enforcement uh, uh, precincts have these chip scanners, and we just first thing we do is we check for a chip, and if the chip is there, boom, a number comes up. We know what company it is. We contact that company. That company will then contact the owner and say, "Hey, your pet is at so and so, and here's the number." It's amazing. So the company that we use is called Home Again, and statistically, they actually recover a dog once every six seconds in this in in just in the United States. 
Think about that. Once every six seconds, a dog is recovered in our country just because it has a chip. That's remarkable. That alone, I, I just don't understand why every pet under the sun doesn't have a chip. The other cool thing I'm just going to throw in there, not for identification purposes, but uh, home again, the technology is now such that not only does it identify the pet, it also takes the temperature. So if your pet has a chip from home again that is after a certain year, it will read the temperature. So we don't have to stick a thermometer up your pet's butt whenever we see your pet. And that's a much nicer way to take the temperature. So that's a little added bonus right there. So, you know, in a nutshell, it's like uh, keep, you know, I'm just going to sum up real quick. Keep your your records up to date. Make sure that the annual visit does not lapse, number one. Number two, make sure those records are available to show. I would I would have them stored electronically, but also make I, I would I would advise having the paper backup in something that's watertight or water resistant just in case. Uh, number three, make sure you have ample amounts of medication to get you through a week or two. Uh, and uh, make sure that you're not letting those supplies dwindle down because some lives depend on these medications. Insulin especially needs to be cooled most of the time. Make sure you have a mechanism to do that for long term. Um, and, uh, and then lastly, microchip. Have your pet microchip. Pets get lost all the time in these events. Being in a hurricane-prone area, believe me when I tell you, I can't. I lost count of how many pets get lost during hurricane events. So um, anyway, everybody stay safe out there. I know this thing's heading north from us and is going to kick out to the Atlantic and make another landfall around Charleston. So I wish everybody well. Stay safe. And I hope you take this episode to heart. And, you know, our humans, we need to look after ourselves and make sure we have an emergency preparedness plan. But include your pets in that plan. They are part of the fabric of your family. It will be worth it. Good luck, everybody. Thanks for listening. Tick tock, tick tock. Before you know it, the end of the year will be here. So remember to use your vision benefits before they expire. Schedule eye exams today for the whole family by visiting ProVision.com. ProVision will cover the cost of your insurance copay or eye exam, plus they accept all major vision plans, including iMed. Valid prescription required. Valid at participating locations. Restrictions apply. Taxes extra. See store for details. Ends 1231-23. Exams available at the Independent Doctors of Optometry at or next to ProVision. Some doctors employed by ProVision. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.